Today is the 27th of February, 2020. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. If you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern. It's easy to pick up as we go along. Before we start, just a reminder that if you'd like to follow this, then you can download the script. There is a link in the show notes. If you click that, it'll download a PDF of of the script for the day. If you'd like to support the podcast, we have a giving page through Give, Send, Go. Uh, We'd appreciate all the support. Again, your link is in the show notes. For more information about me or the podcast, please head to rayborrett.co.uk. And last but not least, it's not too late to join us for our Lent Water Challenge. There's lots of stuff in previous podcasts. Um, I did a YouTube video yesterday. Please feel free to go look that up. Um, Just explaining what we're trying to do. But we always start each episode of Walking Away with our opening prayer. So let's pray, shall we? Most gracious God, hallowed be your name. Help us to honour your name in what we say and what we do, this time in our worship, this week in our lives. May your gracious presence surround us this day, so that obedience to your word becomes a joy rather than a burden. May the depth of your grace, the width of your love, the height of your joy inspire us here and now to more fully be your people. Folks known not by forced friendliness, but by gracious goodwill. We look to you for this, God, because on our own, we are tempted to be just the opposite. Empower us with your Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 John 1 9 Dear children, we must show love through actions that are sincere, not through empty words. How do we respond to the call of a gracious God? That's the theme of this week. We started with God reminding us that he was calling us back to the place where he has good things planned for us. We considered our response to God's commandments as an act of love. And yesterday we talked about forgiving ourselves in response to God's forgiveness. Today I want to consider the way we act towards others as we respond to God's gracious love. There's a wonderful quote by John Wesley, the founder of Methodism. He said, Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. It's a long-winded way of saying what John said in our verse today. I think sometimes it's easy to say that we've encountered the living God. But what is the evidence? Does what we do to each other evidence a response, a gracious response to a loving God. James puts it best when he writes, My brothers and sisters, what good does it do if someone claims to have faith but doesn't do any good things? So the question I want to leave with you today is how do your actions demonstrate a response to the living God? We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's reading, we read about the arrest of Jesus.
Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Lord, we ask that you would prepare our hearts as we read scripture today. Help us to move into a deeper understanding of your truth. We lay our lives down before you and ask that you would move among us. May we all feel safe, safe to think and question, safe to ask for help, and safe to share our lives with you, our loving Heavenly Father. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the God's Word translation, and today we're reading Mark 14. It was two days before the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The chief priests and the experts in Moses' teachings were looking for some underhanded way to arrest Jesus and to kill him. However, they said, We shouldn't arrest him during the festival, or else there will be a riot among the people. Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had suffered from a skin disease. While Jesus was there, a woman went to him. She had a bottle of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She opened the bottle and poured the perfume on his head. Some who were there were irritated and said to one another, Why was this perfume wasted like this? This perfume could have been sold for a high price, and the money could have been given to the poor. So they said some very unkind things to her. Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing for me. You will always have the poor with you, and can help them whenever you want, but you will not always have me with you. She did what she could. She came to pour perfume on my body before it was placed in a tomb. I can guarantee you this truth. Wherever the good news is spoken in the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve apostles, went to the chief priests to betray Jesus. They were pleased to hear what Jesus had to say and promised to give him money. So he kept looking for a chance to betray Jesus. Killing the Passover lamb was customary on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread. The disciples asked Jesus, Where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? He sent two of his disciples and told them, Go into the city. You will meet a man carrying a jug of water. Follow him. When he gets into the house, tell the owner that the teacher asks, Where is my room that I may eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs and show you a large room. The room will be completely furnished. Get everything ready for us there. The disciples left. They went into the city and found everything as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve apostles. While they were at the table eating, Jesus said, I can guarantee you this truth. One of you is going to betray me, one who is eating with me. Feeling hurt, they asked him one by one, You don't mean me, do you? He said to them, It is one of you twelve, someone dipping his hand into the bowl with me. The Son of Man is going to die as the Scriptures say he will. But how horrible it would be for that person who betrays the Son of Man. It would have been better for that person if he had never been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it. He broke the bread, gave it to them and said, Take this, this is my body. Then he took a cup, spoke a prayer of thanksgiving and gave it the cup to them. They all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood, the blood of the promise it is poured out for many people. I can guarantee you this truth. I won't drink this wine again until the day when I drink new wine in God's kingdom.
After they sang a hymn, they went to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will abandon me. Scripture says, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am brought back to life, I will go to Galilee ahead of you. Peter said to him, Even if everyone else abandons you, I won't. Jesus said to Peter, I can guarantee this truth. Tonight, before a rooster crows twice, you will say three times that you don't know me. But Peter said very strongly, Even if I have to die with you, I will never say that I don't know you. All the other disciples said the same thing. Then they came to a place called Gethsemane. He said to his disciples, Stay here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him and began to feel distressed and anguished. He said to them, My anguish is so great that I feel as if I'm dying. Wait here and stay awake. After walking a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that it would be possible he would not have to suffer what was ahead of him. He said, Abba, Father, you can do anything. Take this cup of suffering away from me, but let your will be done rather than mine. He went back and found them asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Couldn't you stay awake for one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't be tempted. You want to do what's right, but you are weak. He went away again and prayed the same prayer as before. He found them asleep because they couldn't keep their eyes open. They didn't even know what they should say to him. He came back a third time and said to them, You might as well sleep now. It's all over. The time has come for the Son of Man to be handed over to sinners. Get up. Let's go. The one who is betraying me is near. Just then, while Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve apostles, arrived. A crowd carrying swords and clubs was with him. They were from the chief priests, the expert in Moses' teachings and the leaders of the people. Now the traitor had given him a signal. He said, The one I kiss is the man you want. Arrest him and guard him closely as you take him away. Then Judas quickly stepped up to Jesus and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. Some men took hold of Jesus and arrested him. One of those standing there pulled out his sword and cut off the ear of the chief priest's servant. Jesus asked them, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as if I were a criminal? I used to teach in the temple courtyard every day. But you didn't arrest me then. But what the scriptures say must come true. Then all the disciples abandoned him and ran away. A certain young man was following Jesus. He had nothing on but a linen sheet. They tried to arrest him, but he left the linen sheet behind and ran away naked. The men took Jesus to the chief priests. The chief priests, the leaders, and the experts of Moses' teachings had gathered together. Peter followed him at a distance and went into the chief priest's courtyard. He sat with the guards and warmed himself facing the glow of the fire. The chief priests and the whole Jewish council were searching for some testimony against Jesus in order to execute him, but they couldn't find any. Many gave false testimony against him, but their statements did not agree. Then some men stood up and gave a false testimony against him. They said, We heard him say, I'll tear this temple made by humans and in three days I'll build another one, one not made by human hands. But their testimony did not agree even on this point. So the chief priest stood up in the center and asked Jesus, Don't you have any answer to what these men testify against you? 
but he was silent. The chief priests asked him again, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Jesus answered, Yes, I am. And you will see the Son of Man in the honored position, one next to God the Father on the heavenly throne. He will be coming with the clouds of heaven. The chief priest tore his clothes in horror and said, Why do we need any more witnesses? You've heard him dishonor God. What is your verdict? All of them condemned him with the death sentence. Some of them began to spit on him. They covered his face and hit him with their fists. They said to him, Prophesy! Even the guards took him and slapped him. Jesus was in the courtyard. One of the chief priest's female servants saw Peter warming himself. She looked at him and said, You too were with Jesus from Nazareth. But Peter denied it, saying, I don't know him, and I don't understand what you're talking about. He went to the entrance. Then a rooster crowed. The servant saw him. Once again she said to those who were standing around, This man is one of them. Peter again denied it. After a little while, the men standing there said to Peter again, It's obvious you're one of them. You're a Galilean. Then Peter began to curse and swear with an oath, I don't know this man you're talking about. Just then a rooster crowed a second time. Peter remembered that Jesus said to him, Before a rooster crows twice, you will say three times that you don't know me. Then Peter began to cry very hard. We're going to have our second piece of music, just to give us some time to think about those bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after music, we're going to say our prayer for today. We'll see you on the other side. Before we pray, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray for you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, our new voicemail service. 
Check the show notes for the contact details. All the links are there. Click it and they'll take you to wherever we need to go. And today, again, we've been asked to pray for Dorothy and Richard and Joanne. We prayed for them for several days now, and we've been asked to pray for them again and to keep praying for them. So we're going to keep praying for them. And then we want to also offer up a prayer of thanks for the successful operation on Tony's eye. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you for the operation on Tony, that it went well, and that his vision is starting to come back. We ask, Lord, that the the effects would be permanent and not just temporary. We think of Richard and Dorothy and Joanne, Lord, as they struggle with what Joanne is going through that you would be their peace and you would be their comfort and you would remind them of your love and your grace. Lord, we know in difficult times that you are right there beside us. And so we offer up these prayers in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our prayer for today. Thank you, Father, that you have made yourself known to humanity through the word of God. But forgive us, Lord, for we are rebellious and prideful. And yet you loved us so much that you sent your only begotten Son to lay down his sinless life as the perfect sacrifice for our sin. So that by death and resurrection, all who believe on him might not perish but have eternal life. Thank you that in your love you chose to communicate with us by the word by your holy apostles and prophets and revealed to us your glorious plan of salvation so that whoever believes on the Lord Jesus would not be condemned. Thank you that your word to us is like a perfumed love letter that has been forwarded from heaven to all your children in love. Thank you for the truth it contains, and thank you for all your perfect and unconditional love and grace towards us. Father, may we assimilate these truths deep within the bowels of our soul, and glorify your name for the unconditional love that you have seen fit to pour on all your children by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episode can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the press. If you want to partner with Walking the Way, if you'd like to donate towards the project, that would be amazing. We are looking at upgrading all our equipment, so any donations would be fantastic. Please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. And for more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Don't forget you can also listen to us on TuneIn and YouTube. My name is Ray, and so until next time I'll be here waiting as we continue Walking the Way. Walking the Way.